It's November 19th, 2000. Jim Carrey stars in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is skated into everybody's home, but in the WWF, it's an Angle family reunion. This is episode 286, WWF Survivor Series 2000. I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Travis Fudge. You can support the show by joining our Patreon or donating to our PayPal, the Federation Podcast at gmail.com. Stick around for shoutouts at the end of the show. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching the Federation. T-shirts at onemaneuver.net. And not forget music by Electric Downfall. You can check out him on YouTube. Binary Solo 3 or something like that. I don't know what it's called. Uh, it's hard. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, but uh, we're here to talk about WWF Survivor Series 2000. And and what I'm going to coin as probably one of the worst pay-per-views I've watched in recent memory. And I watched Makaba Mania. Yeah, but you watched it amongst friends. Different, different out. Yes, 100%. It's completely different. So, like, yeah. Sure, did I have more fun watching that show? Yeah, but different, different kind of atmosphere. You're right. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, tell you what. As time has gone on, I uh, sometimes think, oh, you know, 2000, what a hot year. It must be fun to watch a show every now and then. You no. know, the atmosphere is probably great. Then you watch one, and um, there's a couple things that are okay. Like there's obviously it's not just terrible. No, no. But there's high points, but it's mainly lows. Yeah, man. Like holy fuck. Uh, yeah, the WF style sometimes is just uh, not for me. I feel like the Raws lead. You know what I mean? Like in 2000, might have been a little better than the pay per views. Yeah, yeah. But like they didn't have the work rate to really pull off a three-hour pay-per-view, just matches. No, like, and, the main event doesn't even finish. And those with work rate tend to not really wrestle those with work rate. Or they only get six minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah it, it's, it's just a fucking blank spot on the card. Yeah, like, like, like yeah. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't give William Regal and Hardcore Holly the fucking time that you gave Lita and Ivory? Because, like, Lita and Ivory is nothing of a match. It's not, but I would also say that it would... The match would benefit Lita as a, as a character. Sure. In terms of uh, star power. Sure. Because of the the, the Well, yeah, what incident. happens in Yeah. We'll get to that when we... Because there's nothing else in that match to talk about other than that, so we'll save that. But would I like to see a 15-minute Bob Holly and Steve Regal match? Of course. Over what's on this show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. I, I, I definitely would. Yes. Yeah. So this show takes place in Tampa, Florida, at the Ice Palace. 18,610 people in attendance. And the uh, I forgot to get the actual buys of the pay-per-view. It got a buy rate of a one, whatever that is. Um, I'm sure it did something like fucking 300,000 pay-per-view buys. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's Survivor Series, you know what I mean? Like, in 2000. Yeah. yeah, it probably did 300,000 pay-per-view buys. I'm not even going to check, because guess what, man? This show ain't worth it. <laughs> But the opening video plays, and all I can think is, boy, Triple H, you're so edgy. You're so cool. How, how like, you must have the just poontang falling off. This is all sarcasm, by the way, because it is just the silliest thing. Just, I don't know, like, this early 2000s opening videos is like they, they age really poorly. 
I think the whole year 2000 age is pretty poorly. Undertaker's fucking snakeskin pants. Nothing ages more poorly than that. Like, that's garbage. Even, I even see, you like them, don't you? (laughs) No, I I thought the same thing. It's just like, of all things, man, like this one time, this dude chooses snakeskin pants. Yeah. And I just like hearken back to that, that promo it's pretty oh, infamous. Big show in the desert. Big show in the desert with the snake skin tie or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. And it's like, so you managed to talk about Big Show skinning one snake to make a tie, but you didn't <laughs> fail to you, you failed to mention that Taker, you skinned a whole fucking nest of snakes to make a pair of pants. Dude, that or a fucking anaconda. Like, dude, I bet you. So, like, this dude. Is like fucking just harvesting snakes in the desert with Paul White. The fucking tall Pauls just there making oh. ties and yeah. Then an Arthur Taker, Morgan. Taker's just there, just fucking you know sewing up pants with all this wet snake skin, <laughs> and all of a sudden, fucking tears his groin in the process, and he's like, Paul, can't wear the pants for a fucking big tag match. <laughs> what am I gonna fuck? do? And he waits a whole fucking a whole year. calendar year to break out these snake skin pants. Break out the snake skin pants. Yeah. It's even, uh, I think, because where else would this come from other than his podcast that you can only get on Patreon? Um, Is that how you can listen to Taker's podcast? Yeah, you have to pay for it. Um, but he talks about how it was like one of the worst decisions of his career. It was like just so bad. Like. The snakeskin pants. It's almost like, uh, oh, what is it? It's like uh, 2001. Him and him and Kane have a match against Chronic. Oh yeah. And Taker's got that really tight spandex shirt on. I don't know what the shirt is, but I remember just like how piss poor that match was. You you've been on WrestleCraft a lot lately. Look that one up. It, it is on there. Yeah. Yeah. It is on there. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm sure that match is. I mean, it was bad enough that Chronic never got a job. They were never seen after. No, no, neither right, of them. So. Neither of them. No, never. I think they both went down to Puerto Rico. They, I, well, I know. Say I think were, Brian Adams did. But yeah, they were never on TV in, in America again. I don't think. No. no, no, they joined the team of Buff Bagwell. You know those that will just yeah. never get on WF TV ever again. Well, yeah, but Buff Bagwell at least got on TNA. Fuck, I don't think Brian Clark even made it to that. No, no, mm. and he seemed like he would be like the proper guy to go yeah, on TNA. Like, TNA Chronic just seems like him and Chris, him and uh, him and Canyon, yeah, just be a team. Yeah, you know, like they were in WCW. Were they him and Canyon? Yeah, uh, Otis or uh, fucking Mortis and uh, what's his nuts? Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Brian Clark. Yeah, Ralph. Oh, I'm thinking Brian Adams. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, no, not Brian Adams, yeah. and not Summer '69. Brian Adams, fucking uh, making kids cry, bro. Brian Adams, Corner Crush, Corner Crush. What a fucking stupid thing that is. Uh, but our first match starts off. It's a uh, Test and Albert, uh, or TNA, with uh, Trish Stratus taking on Crash Holly. Steve Blackman, and the recently b- debuted Molly Holly. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting this to be um, Tess and Albert against the Holly Cousins. And then yeah. it ended up being Tess and Albert against the Holly Cousins. And their and their friend Steve. Yeah. <laughs> the friend to go to karate class with Steve Blackman. Um, 
Travis, as soon as this match started, I got really confused. Why? Why is that? The shirts that TNA, T, T and A are wearing. The APA with a T on the front of it? Tapa? Oh, they love tapas. They went, the well, they just got back from their Spain tour, right? <laughs> yeah, he wrote that as the Tess and Albert don't seem like Mexican Mexican cuisine connoisseurs. You know, or Spanish cuisine connoisseurs. Maybe Albert, but Test I feel like probably has only ate chicken yeah. pills. Yeah, maybe maybe a slice of bologna every now and back bacon. Back bacon, yeah. yeah. You know, and being pills. Canadian and pills. And pills. And steroids. You know, he, he he likes all that. But like I thought of all people, you would know what the Tapa. No, no. My only guess is either they're feuding with the APA, which um, made me think that as soon as they're wearing that, that oh, they're going to have they're going to face the APA. Because oh, I went in this the you same know, thing. I bet you I know what it is. What's probably not being trans trans translated. Uh, it's probably that it's the T and APA. So the Test Albert Test Albert Protection Agency. Mm. So they're like making oh, fun of oh. the APA, probably. And then, oh. you, you know, as you would in 2000, the match on the pay-per-view is leading to the Raw, TV. right? So, like, tune into Raw to really yeah. get the conclusion to this fucking mystery storyline. Yeah. Because I did the same thing with this show as we did with Fall Brawl. I didn't know the card. Same. Same. Yeah. And it didn't have the same feel to it. No. Just, just have... And WCW is more my style nowadays anyway. I, I watch yes. a WCW show and... I can have fun watching yep. it, you know? Because some of the characters are going to be so outlandish that you can't... You just got to laugh at it. Oh, absolutely. Really? Whereas in this era, everybody's so cool and edgy that it just... It, a lot of it just is cringy. Like, Rikishi as a bad guy, there's nothing more cringe than this. This whole storyline of, of Triple H fucking bringing Rikishi in to run over Stone Cold is just stupid. Oh, yeah. It makes like, no sense. No. So, um, but yeah, uh, either way, either way, uh, this, this, this match to me, it got hindered by a, uh, the same thing that hinders a lot of WWE matches in this era. And that is the residual smoke from the fireworks. Like, all oh, it's always on pay-per-views though. <laughs> yeah. 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 The pay-per-views like, holy fucking cow, man. Really? What, what, like did these places have no ventilation at these point at this point in time? Well, probably not. But like, still it's crazy how like, there's no, there's, there's just, it sticks. It's just there. And you were allowed to do it. Everybody's just breathing in these fucking fumes for yeah. 20, 30 minutes. There probably was no ventilation no. that was probably solid, yeah. I would say. Like, yeah. really, like... No, you're probably right. Pre-9-11, man. Pre-9-11 changed a lot. Do wow. you remember? I do. do you what was the bit that we had on the show before? I can't remember. Oh, fuck. It was a different time. Yeah, people changed. People changed, man. People changed, man. People yeah. changed. Something, something along those lines, man. It was a different time. People changed. People indeed change. They man. do. They do. Uh, I was I was actually shocked to see uh, Crash Holly hit a slingshot like float over Hurricane Rana. He hit a sling blade Is as that, well. Yeah, like God bless that guy. Like underrated as fuck. You know, too bad. You know, he had to unalive himself. So is Molly Holly. Of course, yeah. of course. The Molly go round was always fantastic. Trish really early into her run here. Very, very shit. early. <laughs> She's very shit here. No, no, no Finley here to uh, no, teach her how no. to uh, wrestle. She'll she'll get Finley in about a year. 
Yeah. Yeah. But she's only been on TV for a matter of months. I feel yeah. like she was like post mania or something like that. I think it was very close to yeah, something like that. Mania when she debuted. Yeah. Uh, Cause mania is approaching X eight, which is in Toronto X seven, which is in Toronto. Houston. Okay, never mind then. I thought it was approaching X8. But, yeah. X8 would be 2002. That's fair. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. Then consider everything I was about to say moot. That's okay. Because uh, <laughs> Molly Holly, she uh, she wins the match. She does Sunset Flip. Yeah, on, on the Trish. Uh, yeah, like, like it's inevitable. Like, you can't not tell who has been... Who's an actual wrestler and who's not <laughs> in this match? And Molly was just fresh off of being fucking Macho Man's girl. Uh, what was her name? Miss? I fucking can't remember, man. Oh, I can't remember now. She always wore the sash and yep. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love it. Uh, Edge and Christian are backstage uh, with Kurt Angle, and, and they're banding back and forth. But Kurt basically tells them that, uh, you know, are you going to be ringside? And E&C rebuttal, our match is right after Kurt. Like, we can't be ringside. Right, like uh, we won't be able to make it. Plus, Christian's got mono from some bad Mexican food, and I just fucking died. How do you get mono from bad Mexican food? It's, that's the point. That's the point. It's so stupid that like it's out, so outlandishly stupid that everybody should know it's not true. You know what I mean? Like blatantly lying to Angle, just be like, "Yeah, you got mono from Mexican food," and that tells you how oblivious Angle is because he believes him. You know what I mean? That Christian got mono from Mexican food. You know, I bet you two it just tickled Vince McMahon to think that the ugly blue dot is the one catching the kissing disease. He can't even catch the kissing disease from getting kissed, that fucking loser. God damn it. What an ugly piece of shit. Oh, fuck me. Uh, Angle says that he's not going to need the help anyways. He just wants to know if they'll be celebrating after the show. And he asked them, you drink a Molson, right? <laughs> I immediately to myself was like, are they in Canada? Because I didn't know where they were. Like I said, I did no research on this. I just watched the show. Right? And it's like, then to come to realize, no, they're in Tampa. It's like, <laughs> where are you going to get a Molson in Tampa? <coughs> He's joking that they're Canadian. Yes. 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 Um, I thought for sure that it was going to be milk. And when the Molson came out instead of bag milk. Bag of milk? Oh, if he brought out a fucking <laughs> oh, bag dude. of milk. Bag of milk. That would, that, would, that would strike a chord. That would definitely strike a chord. Uh, we then see footage that is never touched on again. As low down. D-Lo, Mosh, and Tiger Ali Singh. Earlier in this day, we're told that uh, they can't come backstage because they're not on the list. So... I mean, obviously, there's no plans to ever do anything with these three guys now, right? Because you basically just told everybody that they're nobodies. Yet Eric Angle somehow got in. Because so, he looks... That's Kurt Angle. It's a Kurt Angle. Walked in twice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> totally. Totally did. Hey, Kurt. You look a little uh, you're different. A lot, you're a lot heavier than the other Kurt Angle. I don't think Taker's going to be able to pick you up for the last ride. <laughs> you look a little different. I drank a lot of water. Water weight. Milk. Milk. <laughs> Sugar. Sugar. I switched to chocolate. <laughs> I'm getting chocolate drunk. Um, the uh, One of the highlights of the show is this next match, in my opinion. 
Why, uh, just, just to see the sight? No, because, dude, I was enamored by K-Quick when he debuted as a kid. As a young strapping fudge. You weren't enamored by uh, Road Dog, really, on his last leg, if you will? Oh, dude, like, the drugs are running wild in that body, dude. Like, like they're seeping out. When he goes to sleep, he wakes up, his sheets are yellow. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is all the drugs rolled into one. He might as well have been dressed up as a bag of heroin himself. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> have, he looks like a he looks like a background character in the wire. <laughs> Some or, or at least at the very least, he's a background character in Saints Row. Sure, you know yeah. I mean? just, just totally. Just, they're like somebody runs him over or something like that. I feel like you could make that character in Saints Row. Oh, one hundred percent, you could. One hundred percent, get rowdy. It's <laughs> basically all he says because like K Quick's an actual rapper. And Road Dog is pretending to be a rapper. Like, this is the guy that's saying, uh, find my baby tonight, or whatever the fuck it is. What's that song? That's not find my, my baby tonight. With my baby tonight. Yeah. Find my baby tonight. I was thinking, find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna get He a also bit sung Afternoon Delight, yes. <laughs> yeah, he sung that one before he, uh, before he went to Desert Storm. That was his cover song that he would do. Yeah, yeah. that would get the crowd going. Yeah, he'd, he'd swoo those Iranian girls mm-hmm. in Desert Storm with uh, Afternoon Delight. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. with my baby tonight. Yeah. It's a yeah. medley, actually. It's- <laughs> It'd be about a nine-minute medley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oddly enough, three times it took from the nut because you're, you're you're getting the afternoon delight. Yeah, but yeah. then you're with her at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it, it's it's, just a, a it's about the pre-coital cuddle and then or post-coital cuddle. Sorry. And then after that, you know, you got your 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 graveyard hours. Yeah, yeah. that's when you get rowdy. Get rowdy. <laughs> Me and Kate quick get rowdy. It's such a such a horrible horrible thing, uh, but. Then, so outside of K-Quick and Road Dog, we've got the one. The one Billy Gunn. Yeah, they castrated him. I, dude, dude, this is my, my favorite Billy Gunn of all time is the one Billy Gunn. I don't know why, but I remember just, like, never wanting to play as Billy Gunn in wrestling games. Until Just Bring It. Just Bring It came out and he was the one Billy Gunn. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, man. He's got brown hair. He's got belly button piercing. Because <laughs> he did in that game. He had a belly button piercing. Uh, you just wanted to see the gun show, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. 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 Show guns? Well, I can't remember what they were. Yeah, called. I was like, I can play as him now. He's not labeled as ass. He's not an, an, a male bottom anymore. I won't get made fun of for liking him now. Dude, I remember wearing a Shawn Michaels shirt at school. Oh, yeah. You're asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. asking for yeah. it. Yeah. Like, were you gay? No. <laughs> What's gay? <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, but so okay. Then there's so there's Billy Gunn, the one Billy Gunn. Uh, and then China. So it's like a mini DX reunion. Put down the weapon, China. Did they say that? No, but she's got a bazooka. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. You know what's the first thing I noticed about China when I seen it? It's like. There is Rhea Ripley might be a bigger female than China is. A bigger female? Yeah, like a more ripped female. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So like, like, it just it just it's like I, I, I would say that China, you know, with all due respect to 
what her fitness goals attained her to. I think a lot of her was synthetic mm-hmm. and gained through, you know, steroids. Yep. Yep. Now, and then when she became more feminine, she stopped using the steroids and she was just a more defined woman, which is what she like. Debut China. Rhea Ripley is a small woman in comparison, I think, because she was yoked. And Rhea then. Ripley's probably using a growth hormone. Uh, she's she's yeah, g- kind of me. abnormally large. She's, she's huge. Yeah. But she's also tall, though. So, like... Yeah, she is, but I've also seen photos of her in the Mae Young Classic, and... Yeah, she was nowhere near what she is now. No. But, I mean... Um, she was, like, built like Raquel Gonzalez, who is, like, stout, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, mind you, you look at Buddy Murphy, and is he on something? I don't know. But, like, Buddy Murphy is huge. It doesn't matter. They don't test. No, AEW doesn't test. You can do whatever. Matter, man, I mean, you know any company that has Brian Cage hired. They ain't testing for shit, bro. They're not testing for shit. Andrade right now? Oh, dude, yoked. Just fucking huge. Yeah, Humans. him and Orton are taking the same stuff. Oh, dude, the fact that Orton upgraded to his WWE All-Stars fucking character is just in- Yeah, I wonder insane. if CM Punk's doing the same thing, too, right now. <sighs> Probably not. Probably not. Just put Randy Orton next to him. He's like a real man, a boy. It's just, it's just unreal. Like Randy Orton's huge. Um, but no, then then we have the also recently-ish debuted Radicals. Like, and by recently, yeah. I mean within the last year. Yeah, yeah, they're really? almost approaching calendar year here. Poor Eddie Guerrero uh, had to miss out on a lot of it. But yeah, uh, now is that because of his injury or because he got fired? Broken arm. He, he okay. gets the he gets fired in two thousand one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but the the China fuse already happened. Yeah, uh, the Playboy fuse already. You know, the Playboy things already happened. So yeah, I mean Eddie's. Big thing in 2000 is finally over with, and now you're pretty much just going to see the fizzling. The, yeah, the downfall of Eddie Guerrero. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. yeah Until he comes right back in 02 for that fiery run, right? But, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah. What did you think of the first Survivor Series-style match of tonight? You know what, man? If it didn't have, like, outside of the shock and awe of all the different people, it really brought nothing to K-Cook's the table. K-Cook's entrance was the best part. Yeah. K-Quick might have been the best part The best part of that team just yeah. for the sheer fact of him being completely different from every other guy. On and Even counting the Radicals, too, though. He, he's so much different. He, yeah. He's just unique, you know. Um, the only one that comes close maybe might be Saturn. Yeah, Saturn's, Saturn's great. But, yeah. like, you know, Benoit is obviously just a force, and, like, they, all, they, they protect Benoit. Like, they... Definitely do. You can tell. Like, it's something I didn't notice as a kid growing up, because like you know, it didn't have a keen eye to it. But Benoit, as soon as they came in, Benoit was like the forefront guy. Yeah, and 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 that you can tell that yes, like they thought they had plans for Benoit. Well, he faced the Rock at fully loaded yep. for the title. You know, yep. so that that's early in his run. They sh- they fucking put Shane McMahon with him. Yeah. You know, like, yep. they they tried to do some stuff with him. Just had no charisma. He was a charisma no, vacuum. No, no. That 2004 year, though, that's just like, that was just kind of like lightning Here, in a bottle, right? Lightning in a bottle and, let's be honest, a little bit of congratulations. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for 
putting yourself out there so much that you're going to kill your family. Thank you. You know what I mean? Well, he broke his neck and he came back and he had one year of in-ring work. And that was with um, the Benoit and Kurt Angle run as tag team champions that we reviewed. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. well, we reviewed the whole fucking thing. Yeah, we reviewed the whole yeah. Benoit comeback. Yeah. Like our last episode was, was him winning the title. Winning the title. Yeah. yeah. So like, if he didn't die, that arc would have been dedicated to like Benoit, probably. You know, <laughs> just like the redemption story of Chris Benoit is pretty much what that well, fucking like, thing it, was. It's, it's weird because like the le- the <sighs> the further away we get from Benoit, the weirder I find it is to watch him. Uh, Whereas, I, I feel nothing about it. No, but like, like it's just it's it's not in a weird like I don't feel like I should be watching this, but like it's more in my head when I'm watching. It's like this dude killed his family, right? Whereas when we're watching like the whole SmackDown Six and we're seeing it every week, it's like and you kind of like uh, you disassociate. Yeah, a you lot. disassociate from the reality of what happened, and you just become a big fan of the shit that Benoit was doing then. But we didn't also because we made so many jokes yeah. every week. I, f- I feel like yeah. we had to make a Benoit joke we, we, almost we, every episode. We definitely didn't paint. We, we would paint him in a great wrestling light, but we'd never paint him in a good person. Like here, light. we're about to talk about all the things that he did well in his life. Yeah. So we got to make up for it. Like we, <laughs> yeah. we, we just yeah. have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, but no, I thought this match was good. Um, uh, there was a... Very snug bridging German uh, between Benoit and K. Quick. I thought that was it was how K. Quick got eliminated. I was like, if K. Quick never showed up on a WWE program after this, I was like, yeah, it probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, probably broke his neck. What's this? Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, that's Adobe telling me we know you have a pirated version of our shit. Ooh. <laughs> Arr. Well, yeah. we'll just steer our shit backwards. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, uh, what what did you think? Well, I thought that of all things in this match, the most interesting thing to see was Billy Gunn finally doing a fucking jackhammer in real time. Oh, okay. Never okay. saw it ever. And the one Billy Gunn, your favorite, did a really bad, bad, bad jackhammer on Perry Saturn. And, uh, yeah, I, mean, I did not enjoy it. Like, Gunn, Gunn would end up getting the victory. Um, no, the Radicals would win. Really? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, Gunn would. Oh, w- yes, because they would hold the feet. Of, yeah, yeah, so uh, I think uh, Saturn gets eliminated by the jackhammer, and then Gunn tries to suplex Benoit, but then his feet. Get pulled by Saturn from the outside and yeah. then held by Saturn as Benoit goes for the pin. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly how it would go. Um, and yeah, it was a match. You know, it like again, like I said, um, the circumstances, the people, the the introductions of the people, and the surprise that I had in it was this whole match. Yeah, so I had a genuine surprise seeing K Quick and Road Dog too. Uh, when I saw K Quick, I'm like, oh, sweet K Quick, and I'm like, oh my god, oh, Road yeah. Dog's with him too. Oh, we got the drug-addled Road Dog. This hey, doesn't shit. last very long. No, it doesn't. And you know what, man? When it happened, I was a fan. Sure, I was a different, fan. different for Road Dog. Yeah, you see him in TNA. Like, and not necessarily saying like I was a fan of Road Dog, but it's easy to see where the rapping Road Dog came from in TNA after seeing this. It's like, oh, yeah. This is because of K Quick. They're basically just rehashing the whole thing. Um, but yeah, uh, next there's Chris Jericho taking on Kane. Uh, to me, uh, this match 
had potential to be more than what it was. But when a feud is built around somebody spilling coffee on you, it's kind of hard to really get into it. And I think they had a match either the month beforehand. Okay. I think it was the month beforehand, No Mercy. The set was all these, like, barrels. Okay. And they had, like, a last man standing match. And I thought that, like, Jericho pushes all these barrels on Kane. That rings a bell. In, like, a dramatic scene and fucking... That rings a bell. Wins the match. But, like, the whole the video recap is all over spilt spilt coffee or spilt tea. Yeah, they made a storyline out of this in the video games and everything. Did man. they? Yeah, the spilled coffee thing. Yeah, it's in like that. shut your mouth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, the more you know, right? The more you know. Um, Jericho would damn near uh, kill himself on a suicide dive uh, when he hooks his foot in this match. Um, overall, you know, it was a fine match, but like, there's really, really nothing of note other than you know, like Jericho plays a good punching bag for Kane because he's small enough to be thrown around but big enough to believe that he can dish out to Kane at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, they're both so like, similar. They work well. Yeah. I didn't mind it. It was it was very basic. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of uh, power moves. Yeah. And uh, just Jericho kind of trying to knock the big man off his feet. Just yep. basic kind of fodder, right? Match you've seen a thousand times. Well, that's just it, right? Um, <clears throat> watching Jericho manage to get the walls of Jericho on Don Kane was something else, you know. And but the finish where Kane converts the uh, lion salt into a choke slam is uh, also yeah very clever. Kane's got a good year here, like in between two thousand two thousand one. Kane does like work wise, he does well. Like two thousand one Royal Rumble is the year he had the record, right? His biggest fucking year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, so that's months away. It's just a couple months away, and to think. Armageddon Hell in a Cell is literally like 30 days away. <laughs> when Rikishi gets thrown off the fucking Hell in a Cell yeah. into the fucking truck. The most lamest thing in the world. <laughs> so lame. It's like all these risky spots as Rikishi landing on a mattress. The dude earlier that year literally did a Samoan like splash off of a cage onto mm. Valvinus. Mm. He can't take two huge bumps like that no, in a row, no. man. He'll be Mick Foley. That's true. That's just a lot of weight to fall. Mm-hmm. Like, shit jostles loose. Um, but, yeah, no, it, again, like, I don't think there's anything else to really say about this match, just because... I mean, you you already said the, the choke slam yep. spot. That that's, game that's wins. Um, Regal. Lord Steven, well, I guess he's William Regal here. Well, how about uh, the Radicals and the... Oh, this the, is when oh, they're backstage with Triple H, right? Yeah, they got on an alliance with Triple H, and Terry Runnels is the liaison. Because is, is this so I wonder when she starts being with Perry Saturn? Yes, yeah, it is. Okay. Yes, yeah, so okay. she's in like Perry's lap and shit. Yeah. But I just find it so odd because of all the times in the WWF, I would have never have, uh, expected Terry Runnels to be uh, main event valet. <laughs> She never never really. No, 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 you're about to say exactly what I'm probably thinking. Oh, yeah, no, she never ever had any main level talent that she managed. It was gold dust, meat, and and really it's. And and like uh, PMS? PMS. Hardy Boys? Terry, no. Terry, no. (laughs) Is that what you thought I was going to do? Terry, no. Kind of thought. Yeah. But yeah, like exactly. PMS, that was what? That was. Ryan Shamrock and Jacqueline and Terry. I don't know why I was thinking that was. when she faked her pregnancy after she was with. uh, Yeah. Meat. No. No, because Jackie, Terry, and Meat were something too, weren't they? 
Yeah, there's yeah. I think PMS was with meat, but I think uh, this is like she was pregnant with like D'Lo or Mark Henry's baby, and then she had a miscarriage on TV. That's fair. It That's was fair. It, something else, man. It sounds like something I never want to revisit ever again. But it's like Deborah's the fucking main event valet, and fucking in in a couple months yeah. she shows up, and all of a sudden Deborah's being fought over by Rock and Stone Cold, and it's like last time I saw you, you literally only were good for your boobs. Like, yeah, yeah. Jerry Lawler told me on fucking commentary every week, the only reason why she's here is because of her boobs. Not in those words, but, you know, like, the only thing of note that would ever be said around her was, puppies. Right? Like, to the point where she had a valet of her own named Cat. <laughs> or Kitty. What was she called when she first debuted? That's China. No. No, she was with... That's because her thing. Her name was K- Kitty because puppies. Deborah had puppies and she had tiny titties, so she was Kitty. Oh. Right, like so, she was with Deborah first because she was you blonde. You don't think the kitty was meant for the? No, no, no. I, I mean, like I'm sure there's uh, you can use it in both ways, but I mean, she was blonde. She was with Deborah, right? Puppies, kitty. Uh, okay, you know what okay, I mean? Okay, you're it's, right. You're right. I'm, I'm sure also the vagine had something to do with That's it. That's what I'm assuming. But yeah, you know? then she would dye her hair black, and she would be mini China. Yeah. Right. So, you know, she's yeah. she's Tibet. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that's well. I don't know if it's a good example. I don't know much about that side of the world. Uh, but I'll plead ignorance. No matter what you say. Anyway, so this is William Regal taking on fucking hardcore Holly. Uh, a, you know, a low-key work match. If And if they had more time, then this match could have been good. But, uh, you know, it, it's 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 hindered by the story that they're telling with William Regal's broken arm. Or his or hardcore Holly's, hardcore Holly's uh, formerly well, broken you know, arm. Man, hardcore Holly got a fucking moonsault done on him by Kurt Angle and it fucking just broke the shit out of his arm. Half. Yeah, man. I remember <laughs> watching that shit, shit out of his arm. on uh, WF Hardcore, the VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His comeback. And he's, he's back now, man. How do you fucking like yep. fucking Flapjack Bob Holly over here, man? <coughs> I don't know why I'm rambling like Boomhauer. But I bet you, man, he's like fucking thinking in his head like, I'm fucking gonna get that fucking title. Yeah. This you know? is gonna be my ticket. This is my time. How about we book fucking Bob Holly in the main event? Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's going to get over because he's a badass. You know, like, Holly, we're going to get you over, okay? You're you're not going to beat William Regal. But let me hear me out. Hear me out for a second. You're not going to beat him. But you're going to look strong. How? It's like, well, you're just going to blatantly attack him with everything you see in sight. <coughs> right? Worked well for Ken Shamrock. <laughs> As you can see, he's uh, out of the Fed due yes. to his uh, in- immeasurable success. Yes. Yes, to go be world champion <laughs> in TNA. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like the fact that like they're like, yeah, let's get a, let's have Holly attack Regal with like whatever it was. I can't remember. Like he attacked him with something anyway to get disqualified. And it's like, dude, like I thought he just like choked him. Maybe he maybe he did. Maybe he I did. Thought he just like But like he gets disqualified nonetheless. And and that's literally what this amounts to is like he gets so mad that Regal is working the broken arm of his or the formerly broken that's arm. That's why he got mad. Yeah, it's because Regal wouldn't stop working that arm. It's like okay, this is a this match is a fight, but if you attack my uh, my my weakness, recent, my my fucking weak point, I will be a bitch. I, <laughs> that's basically it. Sounds like when you're playing with like your buddy. Like a, like a fucking wrestling game or anything. Yeah. And like they kick your ass all the time. And the one moment that they beat you, they just like fucking drop the control and they're like fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. Or when people know. say that, uh, you know, they, 
if they're good at a game, this game is great. But you find a game, you play with them, and they suck at it. That game's shit. We're not playing that game no oh, more. Oh, it's broken. It's yeah. broken, yeah. man. There's yeah. so, so much That game's broken, it. bro. It's like it's not broken. You're just shit at it, dude. That's that's what it means. <laughs> Get good, bitch. <laughs> uh, people are so stupid. Silliness. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, backstage, uh, Trish she basically hints that she could give <laughs> Angle some special help. You know, if you know what I'm saying. And he tells her, "It's okay. You let Tess and Albert know I have this match in the bag." <laughs> Yeah, I just fucking died. I was like, the fucking obliviousness of Kurt Angle on this show is a high point. Yeah, yeah. So Kurt Angle, easily top three best parts of this show. And, like, how did Kurt Angle go from this to what he is now? He's a broken shell of himself mentally. You know what I mean? Like, he can't do comedy to save his life. He can't speak on a microphone Fucking to save his hell. life. Kurt Angle in 2000 and 2001 and 2002. Yep. Just sharp, quick comedic timing. Yeah. Like, the and good. Yeah. Good taste in comedy. Yeah. It's not even stupid. No. It, it's, it's stupid. It's good comedy. But it's, like, yes, it's a little slappy, but it's good comedy. It's smart. Yeah. You're going to laugh, and you're not like you're not going to be upset that you laughed at it. You're not going to be embarrassed if somebody heard you laughing. It's sitcom at it. comedy, yeah. but it's not cringy. Yeah, you know that that that's what I think about it. And then like when him and Stone Cold got together, it's just like oh, him and the ha- little hat. And yeah, the like how ukulele. is this like something I needed in my life for so long? You know, how did I not know that I needed Stone Cold and Kurt Angle to do comedy together to make me feel like I'm living? It's just it's just crazy. Um, this leads us though to one of our big matches of the night, <laughs> and this is The Rock taking on Rikishi. And yes, this is I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. That is this feud. This is that feud. And <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, could this match not end any sooner? I hated. Everything about this match. Well, Rikishi has been a long-standing, uh, dreaded figure in our uh, past. Yes. Yes. Sultan, Rikishi. We couldn't escape him for like the first three years. Yeah, I thought we were going to get him in TNA for for a portion of time. Yeah, luckily we did. Bootylicious, <sighs> fat too. Thank um, God. I mean, like we did cover the reverse battle royal years and years and years ago. And then we'll get him in the Rumble 2001, you know, and all that kind of shit. But here we go. We get him here, you know. Bad man. Bad women. Bad cars. Bad dudes. Fucking bad match. Yeah. Bad match. Yeah. It is. It is. It's, it's, it doesn't even seem like The Rock is even trying to make him look great. You know, like, like I'm sure that in, in, in a way he is. But, like, I don't know if it's just Rikishi you can't do that with. It just doesn't work because he's just. I just. I've never been a fan of Rikishi. I never will be. Um, yeah, yeah. There's nothing anybody can ever say to ever make me think that Rikishi was good. I was like one day somebody at work said that. Oh, you Al Snow, he's a legend. Yeah, I was like, what at losing money? Like nobody ever once bought a ticket because I'm going to see Al Snow tonight. No, never. It was 98, bro, and it's pretty fun. 99. Yeah, well, it was, you weren't buying it for Al Snow. You were buying it for Stone Cold. Or, it was never 
I seen Al Snow on TV and said, I'm going to fucking go to this show. No. No, there's no way. Like, I liked Al Snow with head, but to say that he's a legend, no. He's not a legend. You're a fucking Mark. Fucking Mark. Fucking Mark. <laughs> if he thinks he's a legend, he's a Mark for himself. Really? You, you watched the the wrestlers? I did. I yeah. did. And I thought he was great in it. I thought he came across as yeah, really well. Like a good human being. Yep. You know, like, like how did he put uh, uh, um, fucking in the workplace? Fucking incestual relationships in the workplace or something like that? <laughs> but no, I, I liked him in that. Uh, Al Snow's not on the show, though. Um, let's see here. Because uh, he's not a legend. He's, that's exactly it. He's, I mean, there's a lot of people who's not a legend, but... Uh, one sign that was in the crowd during this match, though, that was legendary, was Rakishi Reeks. It's Rakishi, spelt with an R-A. It was spelt wrong. Well, <laughs> imagine there, that being your claim to fame in life. If there's I one, spelt the fucking sign wrong on WWE television. If there's one thing that wrestling fans were smart in doing, it's stopping the whole sign thing because most of them couldn't can't spell. No, I mean the amount of times I saw Bret Hart. With two T's or an E in heart? Yeah. Like, how fucking stupid yeah. do you have to be? Yeah. <laughs> do you ever watch? The, the man spells his name fucking weird, okay? Like, he is a curmudgeon. Yeah, he, no. It's, it's been tough going my whole life trying to spell the name Brett. Because I always think it's one T. Because of goddamn always, Brett Hart. It's always two T's. <laughs> but the last name Hart is always without an E. <coughs> And when people do it with an E, oh man, I'm I just like, oh, yeah, I just, cringe, yeah. cringe. Get that legally changed there. Like that's stupid. Like, are you a heart or are you a heart? Yeah, you know? they just don't understand. No, no, no. Just don't get enough, enough. It's time for a change, man. Time for a change. Um, but no, uh, you know, Rock would give uh, Rikishi uh, somewhat of you know an offense. You know, he'd have his fair share. Uh, but like nowhere in anywhere, you know, did a single soul in this ring, in this building, not even any little ooses at home watching on TV ever believed that Rikishi was going to win this match. No. You know, even when Keish Lorraine fucking takes out a sledgehammer, you don't even think he's going to win, no. man. No. Using Triple H's gimmick. When he tapped it on the ring post, I was like, God damn, that's real sledgehammer. <laughs> didn't expect that. I just figured it's it not would. rubber. Yeah, I just figured it'd be rubber, <laughs> right? But when he clinged it on the fucking post, I was like, Jesus Christ! Fair enough. They actually used to use real sledges. Okay, uh, but uh, Rock would pick up the victory, um, and uh, he would sell the fight like Rikishi had fucking killed him. Uh, and uh, but uh, Rikishi would end up blindsiding him at the end of the match in an attempt to basically get his heat back. Um, Four bonsai drops out of out of forty. Because how many did post match? Oh, I thought you meant like you were rating it four bonsai drop bonsai drops out of what forty? No, 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 no. He gave him four bonsai yes. drops post match to keep his heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really insinuating how bad of a man he is. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. Yeah. Bad man. Enjoy your push because you only got about a month left, and then you're just gonna get pushed off the cage, and you're done. You're fucking done. 
Like, he would go and be fucking mid-card fodder forever and smack tag with Haku? Oh, yes. Right. Probably the only good thing that he probably could have done. So they're like, Haku. we're going to give up your push, but we're just going to kind of team you yeah. with Haku. You know that cool team you had in uh, WCW, Haku? Faces of Fear? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to do that, but you're with Rikishi. And you just tell. You just see him look at Haku's face. He's like, kill me now. Kill me. Yeah, just like we're not even on the same island. Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Samoan on tongue in you, bitch. <laughs> uh, fuck me. Uh, wrong island, bro. Wrong island. Uh, they might be both from Tonga, though. I don't know. No, no. I, no. But the Tonga I, kid, he kind of looks like Rikishi. Uh, Rikishi born. Let's see. Tampa. Um, San Francisco. He's born in San Francisco. Uh, difference in Samoan and Tongan. What are differences between Samoans and Tongans? Here we go. Travis, you ready to go to school? Bring uh, me to Polynesian school. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, this is a, I thought it was Reddit first, but it's Quora. Uh, there's not a lot separating them. Yes, they have different languages. Um, uh, they say more Spanish than Portuguese, but less difference than Spanish. Portuguese! It's, it's, it's like Spanish and Portuguese. Port, port, <laughs> Spanish and Portuguese, but less different than Spanish and French. Right. Um, culturally, there's differences. Tonga has a king. Samoa has a chief system. Um, physically, some people claim to be able to tell them apart without hearing them speak. Uh, other clues, usually very subtle, that you can use to tell them apart uh, include the way they dress and act. Uh, there are nuances, differences there. Overall, physically, they're practically identical. Uh, really, Tongans are pretty much the closest Polynesian group to Samoans in every respect when you include Fijians, Tahitians. Uh, yeah. It says kind of like Irish and Scottish. I see. I Just see. a tiny enough difference to be considered different, but very much the same. Gotcha. So that's why we got King Haku. Mm. Because yes. Tongans have yes. kings. Yes. And that's why, and that's why we, we got the fucking chief system in the fucking bloodline. And, and Chief J. Strongbow. <laughs> yes, because there's some moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Chief, Chief, Chief J. Strongbow is a native, but oh, okay. I digress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, backstage, Triple H is with the Radicals. Uh, again, they're, they're sitting around in uh, leather couches now. Can you imagine just how uncomfortable a leather couch has to be as a wrestler when you're sweaty? And in that jersey that Triple dude, H is wearing? dude. Just the worst. Totally wanted that jersey when I was a kid, though. Oh, the black and gray one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about because, yeah, I remember looking at it in magazines, too, and just being like, hope you're in Walmart one of these days. Nope. <coughs> Never. Uh, but, no, uh, Mick would basically say that his match against Austin is now no DQ and the Radicals are barred from ringside, which now is dawning on me why King would lose his mind every time they go to the back. Because they're barred from ringside, not barred from. I was like, "What's stopping them from coming ringside?" Yeah, because I totally forgot that they were barred from ringside. Uh, Ivory and Lita, go, Travis. 
Okay. So that's Aubrey and Lita, guys. Yeah, lots of hair pulling. Lita is fucking bad. She oh. she's not good, man. Like she's really not good at all. She has a good moonsault, and that is all she has. Yeah, I, I would say like in ring, Lita is just just as bad in 2000 as she is in 2023. Yeah, yeah. You just she was surrounded by shady wrestlers then. Well, so you've seen it. You you it wasn't as prevalent that the moonsault and i would say that her style is more on the pulse than anyone else on the roster for 2000 like in terms of the women and like i think the hardys and like edge and christian like those type people are like on the pulse yeah in terms of like pop culture like i don't know let's just say like in terms of that, like in the zeitgeist. So I would say like Lita achieves that really well here. Yeah. She was really good at being able to, to portray herself as. So I would say like, yeah. she's easily identifiable, like identifiable, right? Yeah. She had, she had a silent charisma about herself. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, she gets busted open quite early. Um, it's an iconic visual. It is. Lita it bleeding. is. Yeah. Yeah. You have that VHS where she talks a lot about this. Match. I bought that purely as a horny child. Yeah. She's just in a bra. And yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she does two tilt whirls to ivory, one good and one planting ivory directly on her skull. Stevie Richard shows up. Lita sends ivory out and crossbodies both Stevie and ivory. And Ivory is sent back inside, and Lita hits another crossbody for two. She hits a moonsault, but Stevie pulls Ivory out of the way. Stevie then distracts the ref. Ivory brings the title in as a weapon, and Lita thwarts it. She strips. Moonsault on Ivory has the title in her hand. So she kind of like got hit in the crossfire. It's kind of wonky, but Ivory wins. She retains women's title. I mean, like, something that you missed there, Travis, you know, like, you can't get the same arch on a moonsault with a uh, spaghetti strap shirt on. You need to take that shit off so you can just be in your uh, your you know your sports bra. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it has to be a sports bra because any other bra, a boob would probably fly. I, I just kind of figured that you know like Lita and Matt and Jeff, they all probably buy the worst fuck the cheapest laundry detergent. I bet you, right? Dude, those jeans always look like they were pretty fucking crisp. So <laughs> the, the hardy jeans, so they always look like they give you they a chafe. Like their shirts on, like uh, they're probably never wearing anything, right? Like no. they're out on the hardy commune. Like Lita's got her tits hanging yeah. out, you know. Like yeah. Jeff and Jeff's Matt. got his fucking pantyhose cut up. on Yeah, his just hands. like boxers and his whatnot. Hands are all fucked up, and then they're like, "Oh, Matt, we got to do laundry." <laughs> Dad, Dad, can you do laundry? Fuck you, son. <laughs> so they do laundry. The cheapest, cheapest fucking yeah. Hicksville, North Carolina detergent. <laughs> and they get it and they put on these shirts. They're like, oh, man, I'm chafing. I'm chafing. Terry, I'm chafing. He's like, I got to take this off. <laughs> yeah. You get it. She pulls down the pants because it starts chafing the top of her ass. I was like, I'd rather have a whale tail. I don't know why she has a southern accent because she's not southern at all. Um, Mad. No. Mad. Lita, no. Lita, no. Amy. Amy, no. Lita, Lita. 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 All right. Anyways, coach. <sighs> fucking OJ. Dude, this is early coach. Oh, man. He looks so young. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he is more than a buzz cut. He's got a little bit of a. Poof. He's got he's got fucking hair. Yeah. Like, coach yeah. never has hair. Never. 
Never. Uh, he's back to try to find the scoop. Uh, and then uh, Kane and Jericho continue their brawl backstage for some unknown reason. Yeah, and Jericho beats the fuck out of Kane. Must late, have spilled some more hot coffee over him or something. Sends him right into a pile of lead pipes, like fucking video game style, right? Yeah, lead pipes everywhere. Yeah, they hurt so bad. All of these lead pipes falling on you from strategically. Like, what kind of fucking? Yeah. What kind of worker would just put lead pipes like that? Like, yeah. I hope Vince fired the dude. Yeah. Or, or like the arena. Or when they get put through the wall of a room that has no ceiling. Right. It's like, oh, what's this place? <laughs> Why is there no ceiling? Really. <laughs> Why is there a weird hole right there? Uh, Why is it pointing to the bathroom? Why? why? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, This leads us to the uh, WWE Championship match. Kurt Angle taking on The Undertaker. Uh, This marks Angle's first year with the WWE. He's already won the European title, the Intercontinental title, King of the Ring, correct? Yes. And the WWF title. Like, it has to be one of the greatest first-year runs of all time. And this is literally a year smackdown. Literally, this is, yeah. Debut Survivor Series 99. Yeah. And uh, here we go. He's European champion by the time Royal Rumble shows up, isn't it? Isn't he European champion? No, because Taz beats him. He's European champ at WrestleMania. Yeah, Taz beats him. He's not the European champion at Royal Rumble. Right, but, and they even fed him the Taz. And he still became WWE champion. Yeah, but that shows you what Taz ended up being. Nothing. And what they, they did expected that, Taz yeah, to be. Yeah, they did that feud with Triple H. Or they just expected it to be just like New York, huge pop tonight. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And Kurt Angle, too, he won the WWF title just uh, the prior month. Right? No, just the prior month at No Mercy. Oh, okay. Uh, no Mercy was in Pittsburgh. Karen was in the front row. Was she? Yeah, and uh, post-match. Uh, his she fam- stripped for him. No, <laughs> no. in the ring, his family comes out. All oh. the Pittsburgh like fans come out, and he gets like up, and he's like holding the title up, being like held up like Bret Hart oh, okay. at WrestleMania 10. So I imagine a- she's not a stripper anymore at this point in time, eh? I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. This is probably when Kurt was like in ECW. Probably, yeah. Kurt's in Atlanta. She's just stripping. Right. <laughs> and by Atlanta, I mean Atlanta, and Georgia. Jeff's in the back, just like looking. He's like, I'm going to get you. Ain't she great? I'm going to get you. And you know what? <laughs> Our babysitter is going to be Taylor Swift. Because <laughs> that's true. That's legit. That Jill. No, Jill was dead at that point in time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you what? Yes, no, Taylor. Jill, no, but Taylor. No, no, Taylor. Karen Sw- wasn't around. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Got famous in like 2007 or 2008. Yeah. So it very well could have been when Jill was around before she was famous. No, like because I'm pretty sure what it was was that they lived in the same complex at the time. Oh. Uh, he had lost his wife, and they uh, she would baby she would help him take context care. is king. Context <laughs> is king. Well, like, and, and and she would take care of the kids, right? Okay. So I'm pretty sure it was like on the cusps. Like she was, there's p- pictures of them playing piano and stuff, and she looks much like famous Taylor Swift. So it was like months away. She stopped being the babysitter because like story of us broke up, bro, broke out or something like that. You know, like have you ever seen the photo of Taylor Swift and Jeff Jarrett? 
No. No, you've never seen it? I did, I thought it was going to be a myth. No, like, no, no. No, like there is proof. And, like Jeff Jarrett even talks about it. I've, I've heard him okay. talk about it. I just f- figured it's just Jeff trying to sell some GF, GFW gold, right? Like, I, know, I know Taylor Swift. I knew her before she was famous. I gave her some advice, and now she's she's the most popular pop star. That's that's Taylor Swift, Jeff Jarrett. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, see, evidently Jeff Jarrett wasn't lying when he said Taylor Swift used to babysit his kids. Oh, yeah, and then there's another photo there where you can see it's Jeff. Right? Strategic. I don't know, man. You can't see both their faces <laughs> in the same photo. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm going through the Reddit comments and one of them you know I used to be a bit of a country music star myself <laughs> shut up man <laughs> um, the daughter Jacqueline was actually in the music video for Taylor's song Mine uh, Jacqueline Jarrett there's another one Tay Tay needs to cover my world someday <laughs> a wild slap nut mixtape appears um, uh, Jer- Jeff Jarrett was also the next door neighbor of Lisa Loeb when he briefly lived in Dallas in the early eight, late eighties, early nineties. I think I'm ready for "With My Baby Tonight" Taylor's version. What? Oh, fuck yeah, dude! Fuck yeah, that'd be great. Uh, there's okay. So he told Denise Salcedo the story on her YouTube channel where himself and Jeremy Borash were booking TNA downstairs, and Taylor was upstairs having her boyfriend at the time, Joe Jonas. Okay, so she was famous. She was famous at this point in time, who would event, uh, eventually, a few months later, famously break up with... Okay, okay, so... Uh, the phone... Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so it was when she was famous. Okay. Maybe. I don't know if this... I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to be alone with my Tay-Tay tonight. <coughs> J-E-F-F-J... Oh, family. I'm oh, sorry. Never mind. Okay, yeah. So that's all the comments, anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a good little, good little jaunt to go down. Uh, how we got here, I have no idea, uh, on the Kurt Angle versus Taker match. Uh, what? Hey, you know, it is what it is. Right, We've let's... already talked about the snakeskin pants. We might as well just dive into what this match is known for. You don't want to, you don't want to dye your entire mustache and goatee red or brown and then just leave the single patch ginger Ginger orange. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I don't. Goes I, with the snakeskin pants. Did he have a yellow beard? Did no? Undertaker, he had a yellow patch. He had a brown beard with the ginger. Undertaker patch. had a patch. It was really. He looked funny. Let's see. I googled Undertaker series series two thousand. Big ginger taker. Dying his goatee brown, keeping his hair red. Love it. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His beard is definitely dyed darker than his... Than his, than his hair. Yeah, because he's like... Oh, yeah, the middle. The middle yeah, is lighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is a weird look. Weird knife for Taker, man. He's feeling self-conscious in Tampa. It's true. That is true. Oh no! I lost. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. This match, though, you know, it's another one where like this is Taker's tenth year. 
This is tenth, okay. Tenth is uh, Survivor, tenth Series, Survivor Series, nineteen ninety to two thousand. Yep. Uh, and he's severely out of shape. Yes, he is, man. Holy fucking Jesus Christ. You see him walking around. He's just huffing and puffing. And Kurt's uh, stalling a lot in this match. Uh, Wayne Kurt does work, though. He works great. Like He's trying to do... Um He's trying to do groundwork with Taker, which is hilarious. Yeah, Taker barely lifts his legs to begin with, yeah. let alone. Taker fucking. loves to fucking portray himself as this um, just deadly striker. And when he's in the ring with a real, a real lethal force of nature mm. in terms of like physicality, like Kurt Angle is, then you can just see, like, yeah, what's conditioning? What's conditioning, Mark? What is it? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I just don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, this. So, basically, we get to the end of the match. Uh, Taker has has what is believed to be Kurt Angle up for a power, a last ride. And he would hit him with the last ride and go to pin him. Earl Hebner comes down. One, two. And he stops. And Kurt, uh, Taker just looks at him and is like, fuck, Earl, you stupid? Like, can you just not count anymore? Like, what? He's like, that's not Kurt. That's That ain't Kurt. And Taker's like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? And all of a sudden, you see Kurt Angle fucking scurry into the ring, school ball, boil him. Boil him? Um, he had a boil between his legs and popped it in the school. Oh, that's a finisher. Uh, that is a finisher. That's a debilitator. That's Jesus. what that is. Jesus. Um, and uh, gets the one, two, three, runs off. Like leaves the building. Fucking drives He's away. Get some Molsons. He's gonna go get some Molsons <laughs> with the boys. Uh, and uh, you see, you know, the reveal that yeah, no, that's not Kurt Angle in the ring. That is somebody else. Eric. It's Eric. They don't say it, but like, yeah, it's Eric Angle. And at this point in time, I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, I watched this live. I remember watching this at Craig Chibbett's house. Nice. Yep. I remember seeing That's this. That's probably why I finally remember the whole fucking show. Because I probably recorded it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, it's, it's garbage, but it's fun. You know, like, it's, it's, it well, is It was probably it is. a lot better back 23 years ago. Especially, Especially it was a lot like of fun a, when you only got to watch like three pay per views a oh, year. Oh, dude, I look forward. Like, I didn't care if these shows were garbage. You know what I mean? Like, that didn't enter my frame of mind. It's just like, no, dude, this is so great. Like, and when they we would make plans to watch these pay per views and they'd fall through, I'd be so sad. It's like I wanted to see it so bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Uh, this match, you know doesn't age well again like most things um but you know what do you got to say <sighs> man nothing. i got fucking nothing to say about this match dude there really is nothing to like it. honestly i what we've already said it all like i guess edge and christian showed up at one point yeah. they actually did show up they did help you know so uh even though their match is next team Eck, they ain't breaking up yet no uh yeah kurt fucking peeled out we get that very sleazy xfl ad oh yeah holy jesus christ yeah. dude talk about attitude era and this is a uh, post uh post um what what are they called the ftc like that the, the right to censor no the ftc like the the, the company that like censors things oh, oh i i guess you call them the F- yeah 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 whatever what about them well they got to be in trouble that's what the rtc is all about Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pay-per-view. You can't get in trouble on pay-per-view. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want on pay-per-view. I just wonder if they were having this XFL. I'm pretty on. sure that outside of dick going in the vagina, you're allowed to do it on pay-per-view. Penetration. You're not, I, but like, there is, though. You can get penetration on pay-per-view. Yeah. But not on a channel that low of a number. <laughs> it's got to be, like, 1,200. Survivor Series 2000 on channel 989. Oh, God, no. Channel, like, 1,832. Like, I guess the that's, very like, last. You couldn't go any further. Fair. I guess, I guess 900 is probably, like, Galaxy. 999 is, like, you hadn't even break and broken into the HD channels yet. <laughs> uh, but no um, Up next would be the Dudley Boys And the uh, Hardy Boys and Taking on Christian Edge And uh, Bull Buchanan And Goodfather And boy this match could eat a bag of fucking dicks Dude for some reason Jeff had a match beforehand On Heat against Val Venus And still has this match like why You've got so many people you couldn't have somebody else Face Val Venus Like really nobody I didn't, Had to be Jeff Hardy. I, I didn't understand it because, really, it's just such a weird combination. The Dudleys and the Hardys have feuded all year. Yeah. Um, Edge and Christian and the right to censor. Like, you couldn't... One, uh, another thing, you couldn't have picked a better team to pair with Edge and Christian. You right. couldn't have fucking put anyone else. Fucking the APA. Kind tie, yeah. Anybody. Fucking like, real. you had Takamichi Noku and Funaki at this point in time. Yeah, and, like, that's not even a good team to even throw in there, but, like, there's still plenty, plenty more that you could have done. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they admittingly didn't have a great amount of tag teams at this point in time. Fuck's X-Pac doing? Throw him with someone. He's, I mean, he's got some time before Justin Credible comes in. They beat X-Factor. Another garbage fucking gimmick. Uh, but no, uh, this match, outside of like the Hardys taking off their jerseys and showing that they're wearing the same camo as the Dudleys. Was... So fucking itchy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's fucking detergent. Dad cheated out in the borax again, Matt. I just got this shirt from the company. Jesus, Matt, you know what I did last <laughs> night? You know what I did? What'd you do, Jeff? I fucking did heroin to get rid of these itches. Because the goddamn laundry is too goddamn itchy. And now I just got the heroin itches. Take that over the fucking itches from the borax any day. I don't think Jeff ever did heroin. I don't think so either. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. He Um, was trafficking. He was. He was. He was. Uh, but no, you know what, man? Uh, Edge hit the edge-o-matic for the first time in this match. And Jerry had equipped all about it. Yes, yes, he knew all about it. Uh, and realistically, you know, Jeff would end up overcoming the odds and uh, you know beat. Uh, I think it was a two on one at the at the highest point, uh, and he would get the win. You know? Yeah, he was the sole survivor. Yeah. yeah, so you know, good on Jeff. I mean, it's another one where the drugs would just fucking bring him down. You know, you hear about all the quotes from Matt Hardy's podcast. Oh, yeah, they're not very happy right now. That, oh, we're ghosts. I don't understand uh, you, why they I'm are, not getting though. pushed. How do you not understand that Matt can barely walk and Jeff still has double vision? Well, I mean, like, you, you were, you were going to get the tag titles. 
but your brother fucked that up. And then he fucking did that months into his run. It's like, how could you trust the guy? Yeah, They're never going to give you the ball Other than fucking losing to other people, how can you be trusted? Yeah, they can't. And now, and, like, and to think anything different is ludicrous. And Jeff left the WWE because of that. Yeah. Well, like we all thought that it was, you know, like he was getting unrightfully so like, done. He's gonna fucking do that again now. So it's like double down. I can't fucking trust you even more. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. When you've got fucking Brian Danielson in your company, you got better fucking things to do than put Jeff Hardy on your yeah. TV. No. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and I was all for that. Too when that Hardy's run yeah. was first yeah. like brought back because you wanted to see those matches no matter what they were going to be you wanted to see Bucks and Hardys you know what I mean like you wanted to see that shit um, that Darby and Jeff match will go down oh, as yeah, like one as, of the most batshit things that would happen on AEW yeah they they had a fucking crazy match and you can't take that away from Jeff um, but honestly man they they belong in TNA. Yeah. They can be the big fish the big in TNA. Fish. Totally. And they should be in ROH. Like, realistically, they should yeah. just do ROH if that... If, like, fucking really. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I still think TNA will probably be better because, like, at that time, too, they can still just, like, Matt can do whatever the fuck he wants. True. Jeff yeah. can do whatever the fuck he wants. And who knows what kind of character Matt would come up with. Who knows? Really? Could add another couple years on to his fucking... Uh, 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 you know, longevity. You know, they should become the actual Hardy Boys from the book. Oh, just solve crimes. Yeah, uh, that, would, that would be pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and Jeff's gotta wear like a sweater vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're wearing glasses. <laughs> Pomade in their hair. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. I want it. That's what I need. Uh, what we didn't need though. Was the main event of Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, we've we've hinted on it already. Uh, you know, just the the little things that happened in this match. Uh, but uh, how like I, I I did like seeing how Triple H's entrance was the same as it is twenty years later, but not at the same time. It's like rough it's like a prototype. Yeah. yeah, it's a rough version of it. It feels like a star. Yeah, he comes out and you're like, "Fuck, this, this is dude. the most important dude yeah. that's been." On. He feels more important than when The Rock came out. <clears throat> At this point in time, yes, and more important than Steve. But it's all yep. in the presentation, right? Yep. And like, obviously, he's with Steph, so like, who knows? Like, the first year of their relationship, who knows? Like, yep. what the fuck? He is hasn't going been wearing on? these shorts for too long. You know what I mean? Like, no, like he's still fresh looking. He, he feels really fresh on this show where. Um, I know he's already been burying burying people all year long, but like, <laughs> really, um, it would be burying people for the next fucking fifteen years, Travis. I, I I felt pretty stoked for the match going in, like you know Austin's disturbed theme. You know, yeah, it's just a different vibe. And I'm yeah. like, okay, this this be all right. And uh, personally, I I didn't mind the match. No, I, I thought no. okay, it's a it's an Austin match, especially an Austin match post broken neck and like, DQ. No DQ. They're they're gonna brawl yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I I had no issue. With There's it. gonna be beer all over the floor everywhere you know i mean just just there's fluids you don't know what they are right like they would go to the back they would fight they would come back again tease you you know it was like oh austin got away from the radicals here you know he made it back just in time like in a video game you jump in the water and it's like i only got i know there's a shark coming at some point go 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 um 
but they would ultimately end up going back. You know, lots lots of stomping mud holes into people. You know oh, I mean? oh, yeah. No, there's nothing um, glamorous about the match. No, no, no. At the beginning. Uh, they, oh, they were, yeah, they would do a lot of, a lot of shit towards the end. Yeah, I, I suppose like one of the more fun parts about the match, um, there's a part where Triple H gets busted open and they're back by the announce table and Austin hits him with a beer cooler and then he, he just sits down on the steps while Triple H is just sitting there gushing blood. And he sits down and just like starts sipping on a beer. Yeah. So that was a funny visual. Uh, Austin right? was a great character and, and he leaned on it more here when you know he knew he didn't have much left in him. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And he, he would do uh, subtle... And it's crazy, too, that Austin would have literally, what, three more WrestleManias in him? Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania literally. 19, yeah, three right? more. Yeah. Just three, well, four more. Oh, yeah, including... Well, and there's going to be a fifth one, too, because without a doubt, he's... Oh, you think the Punk one's going to happen? It's going to be Punk and Austin this year. Right? Well, maybe not this year, because he needs time to get in shape. But next year at WrestleMania? Well, yeah. that is a match that I will always want to oh, see. Yeah, that's I a dream will, match. You'll so. get me. You'll that, get that, me on that one. It's a big dream if, match. I right mean, there. like, you'd almost want to do it this WrestleMania because you don't know if Punk's going to be around next WrestleMania. You don't want to wait for Austin. Jesus. Exactly. Right? Like, so, like, if you're going to do it, this year's the year to do it. It might never happen. If you I don't do think year. Austin's going to have another match. No? I, 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 think, I, I don't I think, think they so. get this one out of him. But I really don't think that there's anything that the WWE can't not do. They've got more money than... Really, at this point, like, name a price, and I think that they can get it done. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's The Rock. If, like, I don't think you can get The Rock on a, on a price. You, it, it seems it, like... You would have to give him that price, but also... It seems like he wants um, story, too. Like, well, like, I, from I, what I heard, he, he, he asked about, like, what's the story going to be and all this kind of yeah. shit when it comes well, I mean, to like, like, I mean, yeah, but the, 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 the Roman Reigns story tells itself. If he wouldn't come back for the Roman Reigns story, he's just not going to The match gonna is going to fucking suck. The match oh, will suck, yeah. Dude, like, this like, gonna... like, Roman's much better of a worker than he used That's to That's going to be Rock and Hogan WrestleMania but, XA day. Oh, it would, like, it would be huge. Like, people would be going crazy. The match itself wouldn't be good if you put it on mute, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at Rock's in his 50s. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Roman. Roman's a good worker, but he's not going to, like, carry a 50-year-old man to a great fucking five-star classic. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, Roman needs another good worker in with him to have a great Roman's match. also very formulaic. Well, everybody in the WWE is formulaic. That's just the No, WWE but Roman thing. is like formulaic as like Cena was, like, you know, like that type. Every of one of the big stars are, though. That's the thing. Like, even Austin was formulaic. He had the same five moves. You seen Luthez pressed, fucking stomp mud hole. Everything was the same. You know, it's just how everybody is in the top star on WWE television. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, to a greater or lesser extent. I mean, with everyone, there's obviously like subjective. The personalities were definitely more. No, robotic. and also in the match matches right. though. Like I, I, I'm just saying. Like I, I watch a Roman Reigns match and like Austin's literally, looser. it seems like it's like sequence per sequence the same yeah. thing. And Austin's it, definitely looser in the way he puts the matches together. I'm not saying. That Roman Reigns is a better worker than Steve Austin by oh, any means. I didn't think you were. Um, um, think you were. But like, it's just there's just similarities in in like top guys in the WWF, and like they've always had the same similarities. It's just how the W. That's why the WWE is boring and bland, because everybody has like their five moves, and they'll throw in some things in between. But the match is going to be based around those five moves. 
That's just it. That's just the way it is. Um, but no, they would they would end up going back for the second time. Okay, and this is when the radicals are pounce on Austin, and you see Triple H just walking away, and it's like, where's he going? Why is Triple H leaving? And he would leave out through a door, and the radicals would continue beating the shit out of Austin. He's got a party with Kurt. He's kind of go get some Molsons. Uh, he doesn't even drink though. He's going to get the uh, the Prohibition Molsons. Um, but uh, Triple H gets in a a black vehicle and is is waiting for Austin. And then you, so you see Austin leaves the backstage area. Chris Benoit follows him. But when Chris Benoit comes out, Austin's nowhere to be found. And I thought this was the funniest sight of just like Benoit standing confused in a parking lot. And Triple H yelling at him, where is he? I don't know. Where'd he go? I don't know. Go back inside and find him. And you just see the laziest run by Benoit just like slowly because he's probably wearing just the basic boots and it's raining and he doesn't want to slip on pay-per-view. Wore wrestling boots really? on. He doesn't want to slip. And so he's just doing this weird fucking I need to shit waddle run. And oh my God, it's so funny. And then as you see like from the angle of Triple H, you can see a red forklift coming in from the horizon. It's shot marvelously because you can see Benoit running, Triple H looking around for Austin, and Austin coming behind him. It's fantastic. Um, but he would pick up this fucking vehicle and proceed to tip it over. It was great. I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> After this whole fucking pay-per-view, this happened. I was like, finally, (laughs) something. Fuck me, man. It took a forklift picking up a vehicle and committing possible manslaughter. Attempted murder. Attempted murder on live pay-per-view for me to care. Talk about upping the ante. Dude, dude, how do you follow that? You can't. They didn't even finish that. They just the went right to black. Austin leaves Austin's, the forklift and they just cut right out. He's not even in the building and the pay-per-view ends. <laughs> it's like, what happened to the to the fans? What do they get? Nothing. Right? Like, does Austin come back in and do a boom, 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 Is he going to get the right? rest of his beer or is he just packing up? Is he does packing he leave? up and leaving? The crowd's just sitting there. Can I have that beer? Can I have that beer? I know there's beer in there. He's gone. <laughs> just watch him leave. Can I have that beer? Fucking it's after we've talked about this for a bit. I don't hate this show as much as I did. You know what I mean? Um, But I thought like there was gonna be nothing to talk about here, and that like it sucks that I had to go through two hours and fifty two minutes of that to get to this. But at the same time, I mean, like it made for a good episode. As as much as it pains me to say, it made for a good episode. I liked it when Triple H all of a sudden was talking in a tin can as he got higher in the forklift. Yeah. And was like, yelling in a tin can, holy shit! <laughs> don't, I beg you, Austin. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, that was... Uh, yeah, and as as he's getting put up, Austin's just giving him the, the fingers <laughs> as he's going up. I was like, fuck you, man. I imagine the way this was shot, okay, is that they shot the footage of Triple H. No, because he was full of blood. So like, could have been a fake gig. Nah, it'd be WWE would never be able to maintain that continuity. I don't think. Well, what they probably did is that they shot all of it live, and then they just had the last bit 
done earlier. Well, yeah, they probably spliced in the flipping of everything. And then Austin probably just like raised him up and then put him back. Austin down. was dry as a bone during most of that encounter. He could have wiped himself off. He's like, "God damn, son, it's cold out. Oh, I can't go. My nipples get hard. I got beer to drink, bro. I can't get pneumonia." <laughs> Uh, I got beer to drink and Deborah to fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna beat her later too. <laughs> oh fuck! I coughed so hard. That one uh, made me need to pee. <laughs> I got lightheaded. Uh, fuck me. Uh, anyways, um, that's that's this episode. Uh, up next on the Federation, we're gonna go live again with Todd Fudge, aka Jim Vicious, my co-host on Suplex City Limits. Which you can listen to every uh, Sunday live on YouTube. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the original Grandmasters of Wrestling, Makaba Mania. We're finally watching the one in the cul-de-sac. We're going to watch one in the tent in the cul-de-sac. Fucking Jesus, about time. About goddamn time we got there. Uh, so we're going to do that. Uh, we'll find a day that's going to work for everybody because I know Travis's schedule right now is a little wonky. Um, we're going to try to do it so that it comes out during Hanukkah. But forgive me if it doesn't. Um, I, I I'm only human, <laughs> you know. Uh, it'll but be a true shekel slam. Be a true shekel slam. If we can get this. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, a great Hanukkah present to to the uh, the believers in your family. Well, I mean, it's a present for all nights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't matter what night you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to explain it to Jim. I was like, we'll do it through Hanukkah. You know, we got like a two week span during Hanukkah that we could do it, and he's like, dude, that's. There's nothing close to two weeks in Hanukkah. I was like, what? I thought I was like, all hey. oh, right, eight crazy nights. <laughs> right, there's only eight nights of Hanukkah. Fuck. We've <laughs> got an eight-day span. we got an eight-day span that we can land in. Uh, hopefully it happens. Um, and then after that, uh, our Christmas episode is what's, what's, what is it? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a movie with Jim Brewer and Hornswoggle. Listen, you're, you're, uh, listen, Travis, you want to make people want to listen to us fucking, you don't want to give them Jim Brewer. Let me see. I'm going to go through our text messages. Canceled Christmas. It can't be too far away. Uh, maybe, maybe it is. Um, yeah. A week. Jesus Christ, man. No, yeah, I'm back in October now, <laughs> so that's definitely not it. Either way, we'll find it. We'll we'll find out what this is, I guess. Um, yeah. Jingle smells. Is it jingle smells? Jingle smells. Oh yeah, and it has James James Storm in it. Yeah, James Storm is in it. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that like recently is coming out. Like I will pay the money to rent that movie or buy that movie so I can watch it. And and just to do it for this podcast. That's what the Patreon funds are for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, and then after that, it's going to be the uh, best of special, where you'll uh, probably hear me say uh, once again, "I'm going to beat her too." <laughs> <laughs> Live <laughs> and, in infamy, and uh, and uh, many other clips that uh, I have procured over the year for our uh, another Federation clip show volume. Six, I, think I think we've beaten every single sitcom on television for the amount of clip, clip shows. shows we've done. We are, we're on six now, I believe. Yeah, Simpsons, Friends, eat your heart out. Yeah, yeah, we've got you beat, bro. So uh, that clip show will be coming out. And then at the uh, beginning of January, we'll be doing the Seven Deadly Spins. 
uh, 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 year in review. Yes. Uh, and then uh, we'll start our uh, 10th anniversary year, which hopefully is going to be a big year. Uh, big in, like, good episodes. Uh, I don't expect us to Tyler's get Tyler's been bigger. talking about getting Ty Dillinger on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect 10, yeah. What else can elevate us more? The only way to have a perfect 10th year is to get Ty Dillinger, yeah. yeah. So, and we're uh, going to review his matches all, all, all year long. All year long. Sean Spears' year. That's what it is. Every month, a different Sean Spears match. That's all we're going to do. Critically analyzed in a four-hour video essay. Yeah, yeah. Each episode. Four hours a week. Keep up or fucking die. Is That's what David Lynch said, right? Adapt or perish. <laughs> fix your heart or die. I fix know. your hearts or die, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, but no, uh, that's what's coming up on the Federation for the rest of this year. Um, if we, if we don't hear from you anymore, uh, between now and then, Hey, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy, Happy Kwanzaa, New Year. Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, whatever the fuck you celebrate. Cause I'm not going to know them all. Quasi Happy Kwanzaa. That. I say Kwanzaa. Uh, solemn, yet solemn dignified Ram- yeah, Ramadan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, we're going to just you know, give shout outs now. Uh, future silver is only 7% of metals. Sterling silver fudge. Uh, that's uh, Uncle Justin, or no, that's that uncle calls it right down the middle. Mike the Ref Fudge. How do I not remember this? And I'm missing people too. I'm missing one person. I feel he wants to be called Father, but not for a dollar. Trox Fudge. Hold on, give me a second, because I know I checked the Patreon and I know there's more than this. Uh, our doe-eyed cousins from Nanunda, Taylor made Fudge. Uh, his nose is always snotty, but don't worry, that's just Scotty. Too hotty Fudge. Um, and let me see, let me see. I never know on Patreon how to easily access who is signed up to Patreon. Um, it, just, it just makes no goddamn sense to me. Um, audience, maybe. Maybe it's audience. Paid members. Active. Nope, nope, that's right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. It's okay. But that spot could be you. Yeah. You could join top tier Patreon subscribers like matt sterling and uh mike the ref who has been giving us a small fortune over the years i don't know why but you guys have i feel like matt sterling's forgotten because <laughs> forgotten the, the the dude literally goes to all in and wears a federation shirt that's true that's true at that's the true. federation podcast and tyler blows him off well i don't i don't have twitter anymore what can you, I say? You pay me money where our relationship's done. There's no more interaction I, after you pay me money. I, I don't I don't use Twitter anymore. I'm sorry. Tyler's like literally like the hooker on GTA. You know, like now, now so what you're saying now is I I got I gotta go through my, my ads and everything and just, and respond to them. Because now I feel really bad. That's the obligation that the no, uh, social media wormhole puts you into Matt. How much do you t- how much do you tweet? Because I'm about to go through your fucking. I'm about. I'm, I'm about to read your whole goddamn fucking timeline. Let's see. Let's see. I don't even have X. Okay, never mind. I do. Ha- I just don't have a save to my main pages. I got a social media thing folder, so I don't see social media apps constantly. Uh. Let's see Matt Sterling. Let's see, how much do you tweet? Oh, shit, I'm like two scrolls. God damn, dude. He didn't at me. He didn't at me. It's just there. Oh. 
God damn. Well, did you look into your mentions, Tyler? There's no mention. Oh. Okay. I don't think so. There you go. Live on air replying to that tweet because it is pretty dope. It is pretty dope. God love you, dude. I might be a horrible, horrible person, but thank you for repping the shirt. <laughs> no, actually, as a matter of fact, I I, I just uh, I, I mis- misunderstood the whole situation. So so here I am. Um, I'm causing shit for no reason. I'm just, just a shit disturber. I'm just, I didn't do shit. Dude, like, dude, my mentions are pathetic. November 22nd, there's a mention, and then January 6th, and then December 30th. That's basically when I gave up Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, do you really want to get sucked up in that? God, no. It's been almost a year since I've been on Twitter regularly. I don't have the app. I just go on, like, Firefox. Oh, yeah. I'll, 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 every now and then I'll go on there just to be like, I heard about this. Let me, what's, what's this all about? Mm-hmm. Right? I just want to see what it's about. I can get something faster on there than I can on Reddit sometimes. Exactly. Or like the news. You know what I mean? Or if I'm looking for a photo for a piece of thing for the show, it's sometimes easier to find it on Twitter than anything else. Yes. Right? Um, but uh, yeah, you, know, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, ironically enough. Searching Federation. Uh, listen to the show every Wednesday as well as other shows on the SCL Network. You can join Jim and I live every Sunday on YouTube for the SCL Wake and Bake, uh, where we have dropped the top three and now talk about the challenge instead uh, because we're slowly moving away from a pro wrestling podcast and just being a podcast that has some pro wrestling in it. Um, but uh, teachers of one mover not, net. not forget music by Mitch Electric Downfall. Uh, who claims he has new music in the in the the new year? And I want to get Mitch on the show at some point in time for like the tenth anniversary. Hell yes! And just just talk to him and like thank him about like like so that everybody can see me not be a piece of shit and thank him. <laughs> now now the tenth anniversary will be the uh, forever run to to take away the besmirching that Travis has done to me. <laughs> Tyler's going to go and uh, become the full-on rapist that he wants to be. Philanthropist. Philanthropist. (laughs) Uh, Fuck. Uh, But anyways, uh, Travis, keep on rocking in the free world and... Doot, doot, loot, doot. Doot, doot.